Welcome into the Lifeline Morning Show. I'm Steven. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. You know I like to get your day started off on the right foot. Something inspiring. And I've got it for you here. This comes to you from an Oscar-winning actress. She has embodied how many characters? Probably over a hundred in her career. But she said this. I thought it was so deep, so profound. She says, I believe that the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Of all the characters that she has played on stage and on film, on TV, she says, hey, the privilege is really just being me. (laughs) You, individually, who brings so much to this world. Because remember this, science even tells us this. You have a set of fingerprints that are unique to you. They've never been on the earth before. They'll never be on the earth again. They're only yours. That's how unique you are. And I don't know if you fully realize exactly how much value you bring to this world. During this time of the year, it's real easy to get down. It's real easy to suffer from that the seasonal anxiety stuff, the depression that comes along with it, especially if you don't have much family during the Thanksgiving season and during Christmas. It's like totally a downer for you. Plus, the cold weather, the getting dark quicker, all that stuff just lends itself to make us feel down. But you've got to remember something. You bring a lot to this world. Just think about your friends and family. You know what? Their lives are made better because you're here, because of your interaction. I want you to remember that today. And even though you might look at somebody else's life and think, oh, they, they have it all together. They've got it all figured out. You know what? That's great for them. But you need to do you. You're figuring it out as you go. And truth be told, that person doesn't have it figured out. <laughs> We're all learning as we go. So never um, never deceive yourself that way, thinking that somebody else has it all figured out. No, they don't. I can guarantee you. So just keep moving forward. Keep doing you and own it. Own you, you know, unapologetically because you're unique and you bring a lot to this world. Here's Cochran and Company. Thank God for Sunday morning right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. I love how God can take us and use us for his glory, for his purpose. You really want to mess with those delivery drivers this year as they are making those last minute deliveries for, I don't know, Christmas? Well, I've got a really surefire way of keeping them on their toes. I'll share it with you coming up after Rachel Lampa. Okay, so here's the deal. Fancy is a good girl. The problem is Fancy is a little under the weather. She's gotten injured recently, so they're keeping Fancy in the garage. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, not everybody knows this. Yeah, especially the delivery driver. They left instructions for him to leave the delivery inside of the garage. They even left a little clicker for him. So he'd press it and the garage door would open. But here's the deal. Fancy's loose on the inside of the garage. Yep, but I didn't tell you what Fancy is yet. Well, let's just say that Fancy loves company. And so when the delivery driver comes, Fancy just wants to be close to him. Just wants to even go, go back wherever he wants to go. She's like, I'm along for the ride. Come on, let's go. Problem is... Fancy? Well, here, <laughs> take a listen <laughs> to a little bit of how everything was going down. I'm at war with the chicken right now. That's right, Fancy is the garage chicken. <laughs> and try as he may, this delivery driver cannot for the life of him 
Get away from this chicken. And keep it inside while that garage door slowly closes. And it goes on for quite a few minutes. <laughs> it's going viral right now on social media. I thought it was so funny. I've never thought of having a garage chicken before. My goodness. Listen. In the house, Mr. Chicken Man. You cannot go outside. No. Why? Okay, you know. Stay in the house. Come on. <laughs> I love that. So, um, you know, there's always, you never know what you're going to bump into. But, you know, we need to share a little love with those delivery drivers. It's, their job is already stressful, but this would definitely probably bring a little bit of joy to their day. I, I mean, it's a little annoying, but come on. Who else can say they encountered a, <laughs> a garage chicken? <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh, nice. Oh, there was one time when I was working in insurance that I encountered a yard turkey. Those things, they're scary because they're a lot bigger. (laughs) That thing didn't want to leave me alone. Oh, my goodness. Who's for King and Country and Jordan Sparks? Oh, it's good stuff. Turn this one up. There were quite a few people lined up and ready for the opening of a brand new store. And you would think from the line, close to 100 people. Maybe something big was going on sale, but that wasn't the case at all. It was the location. It was the name of the store that really got attention. I'll tell you about it coming up next. So we've seen video of the chaos that transpires on Black Friday in years gone by. You know, all the people waiting at the door ready to go inside and get that big deal on Black Friday. But this was not a Friday. In fact, this was a Monday. This was yesterday, right here in Alabama. So why were people lined up? at the doors of a store that was opening at 6 o'clock. At 25 degrees outside, you have to be excited. You have to be compelled to be in that line. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, there were quite a few people there. We're talking about close to 100. But it wasn't because of some kind of big sale. No, it was because the store was finally opening. I've been telling you about this for a while. And if you've driven I-65, you've seen it. Up there in Athens at the Huntsville-Browns Ferry exit on 65... Yeah, Bucky's, <laughs> that huge gas station. I'm, when I say huge, I mean huge. There's like over a hundred pumps outside. It's crazy how big this place is. I've been into Bucky's before. Let me tell you, it is great. You'll find all kinds of stuff in there. Their breakfast brisket burritos, oh, they're so good. And plus the spiced nuts, all the stuff they have. Anyway, Blaze Ledbetter drove to Bucky's on Monday from Nashville. She joined her friend Derek May of Huntsville as the first in line right around midnight. So here they were camped out and some of the employees of the store actually came out and gave away some Bucky's themed holiday blankets to those first people in line. But they had people coming from all over the nation. We're talking about one guy who drove about six hours from Indiana to be there. He said he was at the one over in Georgia when they opened it and he caught Bucky fever. (laughs) So we had to be at this one. And there was another lady who was going to be visiting a friend anyway, but she decided to make sure that she was able to fly in so she could be there at the Bucky's opening all the way from Washington State. Wow, that's some dedication right there. But uh, these people, they absolutely loved being able to go into Bucky's. This Bucky's in Athens, Alabama. Here, here's what it sounded like as the manager came outside to let everybody know. Okay, everybody, it's time. Let's go. Thank y'all for being here. We appreciate it. Y'all are awesome. Awesome, awesome. 
Let's go inside. Yeah! <laughs> As they open the doors, everybody excited to go in. And let me tell you, if you've never been to Bucky's, this might be a trip that you want to go ahead and plan because I'm telling you, the place is. When I say huge, I mean it is huge. You've never seen a gas station like this. The bathrooms immaculate, clean. All the stuff they have, the beaver nuggets, uh, all of the, the drink assortments. They have like a coffee bar, all kinds of coffees and, and cappuccinos and all that stuff. Smoothies. If you could think of it, they likely have it at Bucky's. So anyway, you can go check it out for yourself if you'd like up in Athens. Again, that's at the Huntsville Browns Ferry Road exit on I-65. It is uh, definitely worth the trip. I can tell you that. All right, more great music headed your way. I've got some Tasha Layton with How Far right now, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> right now it's 36 degrees in Huntsville. It's 39 in Boaz, and it's 40 degrees in Arab. Your forecast is brought to you by Bobby Buckman at First Choice Painting, LLC. Specializing in residential and commercial interior and exterior painting. His phone number is 256-477-3537, and he's on Facebook. Now your word of life. Today from Isaiah 26, verse 3, in the New Living Translation of the Bible, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's good stuff right there. Why don't you share it with somebody? We've got it ready for you over on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. It's also at the top of our website, 885JFM.com. And hey, while you're on our website, why don't you check out those concerts we got coming up? Yeah, we've got quite a few of them. Switchfoot, Zach Williams, and Ben Fuller. We got Chris Tomlin and Mercy Me together. We've got Francesca Battistelli and New Song together, and then the Hits Deep Tour, and then Winter Jam. It's a lot of great concerts. So click those banners for more info. Who knows? You might be there live and in person. There's nothing like being at a great concert. Well, tell you what, we're going to talk about the power of prayer coming up here on the show in a very unlikely source, talking about the power of that. Yeah, he was um, pretty, I don't know, popular in the 90s on a show called Friends, and he's got a little something to say about prayer coming up after Josh Wilson, things that I'm afraid of. Have you ever heard the old phrase, be careful what you pray for, because you might just get it? Well, let me tell you, um, there's a guy in Hollywood now, all these years later, who's looking back on his career, looking back on his life and the struggle that he's gone through. But really, it comes down to the power of prayer in his life that that made stardom even happen in the first place. Now, stay with me here, because this is kind of one of those one of those paths we're going to walk down. It's got some twists and turns and it. it's got some rocks in the way. We're going to have to kick those things out of here. We're going to have to get down to the root of this story. OK, so let's talk about the show friends do you remember when it came on tv yeah highly popular like one of the most popular tv shows of all time right and uh the actors on there making i mean mega bucks per every episode especially toward the last seasons you can still catch reruns of the show uh on tv now well let me tell you there's one guy who is uh he was just happy to be alive right now but at the time he was seeking stardom he was seeking popularity and you know what he decided to do something he'd never done before. Yeah, he decided to pray to God to see if maybe, you know, God would hear his prayer and would answer it. And you know what? It's kind of interesting the way it all panned out. Now, I want you to listen to his his explanation of what happened. Then I want to unpack it with you. So stick around right after he says it, okay? Here, take a listen. Well, Important what was interesting, years. the the first time I 
prayed, and it was the first time, um, it was like a, a prayer of like a 14-year-old. And I was 24, something like that. And I just read that some celebrity, I don't remember, who was in trouble, and I thought to myself, he doesn't care, he's famous. What difference does, he, difference does that make? He's famous, he has it all. And then I knelt down and said... God, you can do whatever you want to me. Just please make me famous. And three weeks later, I got friends, and God didn't forget about the first part. Of <laughs> hmm, what do I want to do to him? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of Faustian bargain. Very that I bad made. disease at yeah. the same time. And uh, then deep into addiction, there was a more, much more real prayer, you know, to save my life. You know, and that was answered as well. What do you think about that? Asking God for stardom, for fame. But then, along with that, he fell into some traps along the way. And I think that talks about all of our stories. We all have that opportunity to reach success and then, at the pinnacle of success, forget who we are and forget what really matters. You know what I mean? Because, let's be honest, sometimes we have amnesia, selective amnesia. We get to that point and we forget exactly how we got there. How do we get to the success? And we forget about that prayer. We forget about the relationships that mean the most to us. And we just are transfixed on this whole idea of making it and being successful. And all of a sudden, it's like our priorities shift, you know? Not so, um, our integrity just kind of goes to the wayside. And we're all about the moment. See, I think that's a warning to all of us that we don't need to lose sight of what really matters. And Matthew Perry found that out. You know, he played Chandler Bing on Friends, 1994 to 2004. That's, that's when it was on t- television. And uh, you can go back and watch watch um, episodes. Even between seasons, you'll notice that Matthew Perry loses like a bunch of weight between one season to the next. And then he gains a bunch of weight between one season to the next. That was during his struggle with addiction. And I'm telling you, it took him down a very rocky path. Now, God gave him that answered prayer to achieve success, right? But then it was Matthew who kind of got off the rails. And like I said, he chose to kind of go into these places that he would not normally go. He forgot what really mattered. He lost himself. But thank God, God is faithful. He will keep you through even the roughest times. And those of you who've struggled with addiction... You know that. God never left. He never went away. He never stepped aside. No, the only person who did the moving was us, right? So I just think it's a great testament to the power of prayer. Because you heard him say toward the end of that, when he was so bad in addiction, he needed God to save his life. And we're talking about a medical emergency kind of thing. Like Matthew was about to die, but he prayed. God heard his prayer. And he brought him through. And you know why I think he did? So that Matthew would be here to tell the story. So that he could tell others about, you know, hey, this happened to me, but my faith, well, it it pulled me through. Yeah, I I had faith. You know, the doctor said I wasn't going to make it, but I prayed and God brought me through. And here I am today, a living testament saying, I've been there. I've done that. I've had the success and I had the addiction. I had all that stuff. And now I, I can tell you, that this is what matters now here is what i've been through here's what god has brought me through and i'm only here today because of him it's a testament as to what god can help you through so remember that today 
I know it's kind of weird to take a testimony like that from a, a, a Hollywood star, but you know, wherever you can find the good news, we need to take it. You need to be receptive to it because people in those positions of, of you know, those uh, higher pedestals who fall from a really high place, my goodness, there's a lesson to be learned there. But then to see that God is still answering prayers, still bringing him through. And now Matthew is able to pour into the lives of other people who might be in the same place. Uh, that's a testimony right there. So I just had to share it with you. You know what? In the middle of whatever you're going through, grace got you. Here's Mercy Me and John Rubin to sing about that. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM. Making your day better. Have you ever thought about what our artists go through as they're touring out across the country? I mean, what is that like? Their schedule, how they're driving from place to place. Once they get on stage, are they just going to sing? Or do they take the opportunity to talk with some people? Well, I've seen behind the scenes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what goes on at these big concerts that you go to. And some of the stuff you, you might actually be amazed at. But there's one big takeaway I'm going to give to you from... Uh, a guy who used to be with 10th Avenue North. His name is Mike Donahue, and he had a little something to say about what he loves to do on tour, and I'll even get you a new song from him. So stick around, and we'll do it right after Brooke Lidgetwood and Brandon Lake and Honey and the Rock. I mean, it must be boring just driving from city to city on a tour bus, going and playing shows at this place and another place, and it's got to be really boring. Well, actually, no, not really that boring. In fact, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes at these tours you don't even know about. Of course, there are the uh, the open doors early for like the question and answer sessions that the artists do, but what about between shows? Well, once they get to the venue, before the question and answer session, you can look for basketball goals uh, you know set up outside near the uh, tour bus a lot of our artists like to stay active toby mac loves playing basketball or uh, how about uh, zach williams you know when he came to hydrofest here in gunnersville a few years ago a lot of people didn't know he had been here the entire week staying at a cabin on the lake because it's so close to nashville he was able to bring his wife down and celebrate his birthday the week before Hydrofest. I thought that was so cool. You just never know what our artists are up to. So, uh, yeah, I think it was um, Newsboys when Peter Furler was still with them and Michael Tate. They were both kind of singing together as the lead singers. Um, I noticed a couple four-wheelers outside <laughs> at the, uh, what was that? It was one of, I think it might have been Winter Jam that they were at, but they love having fun and a lot of artists that they like to check out the local coffee shops they love stuff like that so yeah there's a lot of things that go into being an artist on the road but then it comes time for the show do they just sing and do their thing and leave no they like to be a little more engaging than that they love to ask questions and really tell the reason why we're here is not just to sing music it's not just to play these instruments it's to tell you some good news you know what i mean so one thing that Mike Donahue, you remember him from 10th Avenue North? He's doing his own solo thing now. And he loves asking questions. He loves getting down to some deep topics. And so I want to share with you something he posted recently on social media. One of these behind the scenes moments where he talks about the things that he likes to say from stage and the kind of questions he likes to ask. Take a listen to this and uh, I'll even give you a, a brand new song from him. The most important question I feel like I can ask the crowd every night out on tour is how does God change you? And 
I'm reminded of Romans 2, 4. It says that it's the kindness of God that's meant to lead us to change. And yet, we try hating ourselves into changing. We try hating each other into changing. And I say, why are we trying a different method than what God uses? And if we took a second and got curious and kind with ourselves, we'd probably make more progress breaking free of our addictions and our dysfunction than years of hating on ourselves, you know? And uh, that's why I put it in this song. It just came out, by the way, thanks to all you guys who've been listening to Yeshua, Friend of Sinners. I just want you to consider what does it mean for the kindness of his heart to heal you? Wow, I love that. You know, it really comes down to perspective change. When you see yourself as God sees you and you start operating in love instead of operating in shame, that's a canvas God can work with. Here's Yeshua, a friend of sinners. Who is this God who dares to call my name? Looks in my heart and doesn't look away. Marriage is a partnership with a lot of unwritten rules and unwritten expectations. Oh, it's so true. I've been in this thing for 15 years now, and I can tell you, yeah, that partnership, sometimes it can get upset. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how Becky figured that out uh, when she was driving herself, her husband, and her daughter to a friend's house. A 45-minute drive. He's the one who always drives. Why was she behind the wheel this time? Well, we're going to find out. Stick around. I'll get to it right after your weather and your word of life right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Stick around because that's coming up next. Now your word of life that'll make even the dreariest day better. From Isaiah 26, verse 3, in the New Living Translation of the Bible, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Think about that for a second. If you need peace, this tells me, that we need to center our focus on God. And that'll give you that peace that you need. So try it today. Why not share that word of life with somebody in your life as well? We've got it ready for you on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And it's also at the top of our website, 885jfm.com. That's also the place where you can go to listen to us whenever you're away from your radio or outside of our listening area. It's real easy. Just click that on now button, press play. And you're good to go. Shout out to all the people listening to us on the stream right now. I see you in Helsinki, Finland. Also, Wichita, Kansas, Houston, Texas. We've got Palm Coast, Florida. Good morning, Joel. And right here in Gunnersville, Alabama, listening to us on the stream. And whether you're listening on the stream or the radio, we're thankful for you. You're the reason why we're here. Let's talk about that partnership of marriage. How do you approach the partnership? Mm. There's a little, um, well, you do that and I'll do this kind of you know you figure out the chores around the house it's like okay you do the cooking and i'll do the dishes <laughs> or hey um this is one that kind of gets on my nerves i'm just going to be honest my wife is probably listening this morning i'm going to get a phone call or a text i just know it the trash why is the trash always the guy's responsibility <laughs> oh sometimes cassie will actually tie up the trash bag and leave it in the can and it drives me nuts she's waiting on me to take it out and i'm like no don't do that please don't do that anyway (laughs) however you approach the partnership that is your marriage i hope it's going smoothly but let's be honest sometimes it can be a little rocky yeah it can get a little hairy it can get a little bumpy (laughs) kind of like becky figured out you see uh she says this 
This one falls under the category of be careful what you wish for. I mean, I knew I wanted a marriage with God at the center. And here's how it plays out. Her husband said, I like this. I really like it. We should do this more often, honey. (laughs) As he kicked his feet onto the dashboard and reclined his seat until it touched our daughter's toes behind him. He flipped open a magazine and wiggled his eyebrows at me from the passenger side because I was driving. I don't like driving. I much prefer to hand my husband the keys and let my thoughts drift out the window. That's been our unspoken arrangement since I met the guy. But last week, on our way out the door from a, for a 45-minute trip to visit friends, he was tired, so I offered to drive. And now our happy system is in jeopardy. <laughs> what are you saying? I thought you liked driving. I crinkled my forehead and glanced sideways at my husband. But this is great. I can lay back and relax, catch up on my reading. You should drive from now on, wifey. You're a great driver. Yeah? That's like telling me I'm really good at doing dishes. I'm not falling for it. Darn it, I like the passenger seat. Sometimes. (laughs) She goes on to say, okay, sure, fine. Let's be honest. When it comes to relinquishing control to my manly man, driving is more an exception than the rule. In many other aspects of our married life, I buck his leadership. Hard, Like when he took over the daily budget and told me I had to cut back on Kohl's shopping. Or when I vote for the expensive ballet class and he votes no way. Or when he asks me to respect family time and put my phone away and my iPad and my laptop. Seriously? You're killing me, man. But it occurred to me when I was driving and wishing for my passenger spot that there are several areas in which I really do value my husband's initiative. I don't want to mow the lawn, for example, or grill the chicken, fix the faucet, Check the IRAs, 401ks, options, trades, and W-whatevers. Don't even talk to me about it. Makes my head numb. So maybe I could loosen my grip on the marital steering wheel, so to speak. Or else I just might find myself driving straight down the road to regret. Mm. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. That's from Proverbs 14.1. She says, as wives, we can build up our husbands by honoring their views or we can shred them to pieces with our need to be right, to get our own way, to control the details and have the last word. But when you look at it that way, it's not really a tough choice, is it? Girls, next time I should sit in the back with you, my husband turned to our daughters in the seats behind us. We can watch movies and eat snacks. Yeah, dad, they cheered. Please don't. I slowed to brake at a stoplight and faced my husband. I like it when you drive. And so I must learn to like it when he drives more than just the car. Because that's marriage. Two people with equal input relinquishing their own desires at times for the good of a family. And honestly, I wouldn't want it any other way. Love and follow a flawed person means to place great confidence in the God who leads us both. I can't think of a better position to be in. Can you? Oh, I love Becky's story. Oh, it talks about that partnership of marriage. So how does it work for you? And how can you find the value in the system that you've built? And where's a little wiggle room where maybe you can treat the other from time to time? It goes a long way. Just saying. (laughs) Cassie, if you're listening, yep, you could take out the trash every now and then. Oh, I just got a notification. Is that her? Oh, no. I need to let you go. i got to save my marriage. Here we go. We are messengers. God, you are.
It's something we look forward to every single year. Thanksgiving, all the traditional foods, but I wonder if maybe there are a few foods out there you haven't thought about enjoying on this holiday. Well, I'm going to tell you some regional foods from across the country that might just spice up your dinner table this Thanksgiving. So stick around. We'll talk about it coming up after your weather and word of life. And they're coming up shortly. So, hey, we'll get into it and uh, get ready to get hungry. Here's Laura's story. You cannot be stopped right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. It's soon to be here. Before you know it, we did a little grocery shopping yesterday and uh, picked up some potatoes. We picked up some squash, some some crackers, some cheese. Cassie's getting ready to make her squash casserole. I love that stuff. Good stuff. Got some onion in there, too. Mwah, delicious. Well, what is your go-to when it comes to Thanksgiving? Is it, I don't know, is it the the mashed potatoes and gravy that you love? Do you like the turkey or would you rather have ham? Yeah. Maybe you have both on your table. I know there's a lot of work that goes into this, right? But a lot of people enjoy Thanksgiving. So much so that there are different terms thrown around from place to place, depending on where you're at here in the nation. So I want to cover a few of them with you. Some ideas to maybe even spice up your own dinner table when it comes to Thanksgiving. Number one, what is gooselum? Well, basically, that's gravy. Pass the gooselum means pass the gravy. That's Pacific Northwestern lager talk. Yeah, it can also mean syrup for pancakes when used in Nebraska, but gooselum is something you're probably going to have on your table. Here's one that you probably you probably have this tradition. How about the wishbone? Well, you know, it's also called the pulley bone. Yeah, whoever's left with a bigger piece after you make that wish, that's the one that's granted, they say. <laughs> so do you do that? Here's one. Do you call that stuff, beside the turkey, stuffing, dressing, or filling? Now, this is, gets kind of tricky, right? Because I, I really love dressing, cornbread dressing oh good stuff but stuffing just happens to be usually the stuff that you put inside the turkey and it's it's baked in there with the bird right so i don't know what you call is it stuffing dressing or filling and uh here's one now this one right here i don't know about it kishki have you heard of that before in new england you might enjoy oyster stuffing while in other northern states sausage stuffing could be on the table so this kishki is stuffing with Jewish origins, comes from the Yiddish word for intestine, and is somewhat like paprika spice Thanksgiving stuffing packed inside of said intestine. More often today, it's used, uh, you know, it's baked inside a synthetic and inedible casing. So you kind of, you know, take that off and you're able to enjoy the inside. But I don't know about that one. I might leave that one off my list, but it's up to you. Here's one. Uh, funeral potatoes. Yeah, the, this is big. A classic Mormon Thanksgiving dish. And it probably got its name because it's served as a comfort food for those grieving. But Idaho, Colorado, Arizona, and Texas, and even in Utah, it's popular there. How about this one? Frog eye salad. You ever heard of that before? Yeah, from the Rocky Mountain states. Doesn't contain frog eyes. Instead, it's a particular kind of pasta kind of looks like frog eyes but uh yeah so um it's got canned fruit whipped cream and egg custard in there as well so it's like a pudding concoction topped with marshmallows and shredded coconut served as either a dessert or a sweet side here's one hasty pudding heard of this one before yeah so this one has uh flour 
uh, sugar, molasses, raisins, spices for sweetness and flavor. And the name of the dish comes from the idea of making a pudding in haste or quickly. I still haven't had the figgy pudding, though. That's that's more of a Christmas deal. And here's one I think we all can get on board with. If you've never had this, this might be the year to make it happen. Chess pie. Butter, sugar, flour, or cornmeal, and maybe a spoonful of vinegar. And uh, chess pies are delicious, just to let you know. So there you go. Just a few ideas for you of some things that could spice up your Thanksgiving table. More great music headed your way. (laughs) Hey, I hope it's a delicious Thanksgiving. But really, it's about family. I hope you have a great time with your loved ones. So it can be kind of tempting when you get up in the morning. You kind of go through this internal dialogue. Do I want to go to work? Do I not want to go to work? I've got a sick day I can use. It might sound something like this. I don't want to go. But I should go. I don't want to. But I have to. I don't want to. (laughs) How many times has that been you? It's like, nope. I want to stay right here. I want to go back to sleep. I don't want to have to go anywhere today. Sorry, today's a sick day. No, you know what? You can only do that so many times before it starts catching up with you. And, you know, that's something that I want to invite Alabama head coach Nick Saban to help us with this morning. Yeah, I got a hold of one of his interviews. He's talking a little bit about the choices that you make every day and your feelings and how the two oppose each other. It makes a lot of sense, and I wonder if maybe you'll get as much out of it as I did. Here, take a listen to what Coach Nick Saban has to say. It's feeling versus choice. Are you going to do what you feel like doing, or are you going to choose to do the things you need to do to accomplish the goals that you have? And as soon as the clock goes off in the morning, we start making these decisions. I don't feel like getting up today. i got an 8 o'clock class. I don't feel like going to class. I don't feel like studying. How many times do you hear your kids say, I don't feel like? And you should say, you need to choose to. You need to choose to go to class. You need to choose to study. You need to cho- Because these things create the right habits, and those habits create the right choices. The choices you make make you who you are. And ultimately, you have a chance to be successful if you can make those choices and decisions the right way. You've got to make the right decisions, the right choices. And as you do, life gets better. It's something that we all need reminded of from time to time because yet we feel like doing one thing, but it's best for us to choose to do this other thing. I know it's a hard spot to be in, but it's something we live out every day. Don't worry. You can do it. Keep moving forward. Make those right decisions and see where God takes you. Because you know what? He's in your corner. He's got your back. (laughs) Here's Micah Tyler with Walking Free right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. I love passing along local news to you to let you know what's happening right here in our own community. And so I want to make sure that you are aware of some uh, amazingly delicious stuff heading your way. Yep, there's going to be a free community Thanksgiving meal. That's happening on the 24th from 11 until 1 to be picked up at Gunnersville First Methodist Church. So deadline to order is today. So you order your meals online at GundersvilleThanksgiving.com or by calling 256-582-2001. Meals can be picked up or delivered if needed to the Gunnersville area only. It's sponsored by area churches. Again, those meals must be ordered by today at GunnersvilleThanksgiving.com or by calling 256-582-2001. And that's right here in Gunnersville. Now, there are some other things happening in our community as well. So let me tell you just a little bit more about them. 
So again, on Thursday, November 24th, you got another opportunity. Alberville First United Methodist Church will be serving a free traditional Thanksgiving meal. Yep. And the meals can be enjoyed at the church. The church will be open for dine-in at 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day and will end at 1. All are welcome. So there you go. That's an amazing uh, dinner. And if you'd like to volunteer, hey, they've got spots available. If you'd like to serve dinner, all you have to do is get in touch with them. It's 256-878-4651. And again, that's at 204 Madison Street in Albertville, Albertville First United Methodist Church. So pretty cool stuff. Some Thanksgiving dinners going to be served. Oh, it's going to be delicious. Great time to spend with friends, family. Maybe you don't have a family to join with. These churches say, hey, we got you. We got the food. Come on. Let's fellowship a little bit, especially there. Albertville First United Methodist. They're going to have their church open, ready to invite you in to eat some Thanksgiving dinner. How cool is that? All right. More great music headed your way. I've got building 429 with Fear No More, and it starts right now. Well, you know, it's one of those childhood fears. There's a monster under my bed or there's a monster in my closet. Mom and dad, I can't sleep in my room. I can't do it. Well, tell you what, there's one guy who has got your back, mom and dad. He's ready to inspect, to make sure that there are no monsters anywhere to be found. In fact, it kind of made his day. It was very unexpected, and I've got to share the story with you. Coming up next, right after stars go dim, and yes, he does. Wow, a monster inspector? Yep. Stick around. We'll talk about it. Moving into a new house is a big deal. Well, first off, it's a huge transaction. Very expensive thing, right? So you want to make sure that the home you're moving into, well, it's up to snuff. There are no problems. You're not going to be blindsided by a leaky roof or a burst pipe, something like that. But then other people, they go the extra mile when they're selling their house to make sure that, hey, this house is inspected. It's free and clear. It's ready for you to move into. And there's this guy who benefits from both sides, whether they're selling or they're going to be purchasing a home. His name is AJ. He's a home inspector. Yeah, this guy is legit. He has quite the following over on TikTok. And one of his most recent videos is gaining a lot of attention for all the right reasons. Because he's not just thinking about the adults. He's also thinking about the kids. Because it can be hard moving to a new house. Well, he wanted to make sure to put their minds at ease as well. And it's a really cool way that he (laughs) he's able to pour into some lives of some strangers even. Take a listen to what he did. This is so good. So the other day, I got a five-star review from somebody that was selling their house. Think about that for just a minute. I inspected it. They left me a five-star review. And in reality, it probably cost me about eight cents. Whenever I inspect a house and I can tell that they have a kid, usually under the age of 10, I leave this on the bedroom door. And it's just a little door hanger that says this room has been inspected and is monster free. And on the back it shows I checked under the bed, in the closet, behind the curtains, under the rug, behind the dresser, behind the pictures, courtesy of your Internachi certified professional inspector. You know, when you buy a house and you have to move and you have a family, you know, studies show that that is one of the, the top three most stressful things in a life. Not to mention it's hard on kids, so, you know, something like this can make the world of difference. Basically, the review said that it made their kids' day, and by doing that, it made my day. So I have inspected this room, and it's monster-free. I love it. Hey, that just goes to show us we can find little ways to improve the lives of people around us, even the kids. Oh, 
It's all about loving God, loving people. Here's Danny Gokey. Alabama is making worldwide headlines with something very, very small. Yeah, it's not a fiber. It's a nano fiber. I'm going to tell you more about this and uh, the world's first happening right here in the state of Alabama. It's a pretty cool story and something that will probably pique the interest of a lot of kids nearing graduation. Hmm, a big career opportunity here. So stick around. I'll tell you more about it. Yep, after your weather and word of life, and that's after Jordan Feliz and Witness, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show, on your 88.5 JFM. Nanofibers, you ever heard of them before? Well, nanofibers are increasingly small. I mean, we're talking about tiny. It's comparatively, if a red blood cell were the size of a house, a nanofiber would be the size of a pencil. That's how small these things are. And they're making headlines right here in the state of Alabama because there is a Birmingham-based business that just became the world's first AC electrospinning facility. AC meaning alternating current, so it uses that kind of electricity to make these fibers. Now, why it's so important is really this. Nanofibers are used for some really interesting things. So as far as strength goes, uh, in fact, um, weight for weight, silica nanowires are 15 times stronger than high strength steel and 10 times stronger than conventional glass reinforced plastic. So that's just talking about strength. But what kind of uses are there for nanofibers? Well, let's talk about water filtration in third world countries. If you use ceramic nanofibers, that means that you can use a water filter and after it gets clogged up, you can go burn all the gunk off of it and reuse it hundreds of times. So that helps people have cleaner drinking water. Or maybe you want an exfoliating mask or something to hydrate your skin. Hyaluronic acid is huge now. It's one of the best things for your skin. Well, nanofiber-infused facial masks help your face absorb more of that material. So it's really across the board, all kinds of things you can do with nanofibers. But the two guys who came together at UAB, well, they came up with this true spin technology that actually produces about 200 times more. No, let me strike that. Okay, not 200 times, 20,000 times more of similarly sized nanofiber production facilities. So with this technology they've developed, uh, they've become a world leader at creating nanofibers. And, you know, these guys who came together, Andre Streniszewski and Dr. Anthony Breyer, they said, Alabama is a perfect place for this. You can do anything you want to in the state of Alabama. You have colleges that will teach you how to do it. And you have amazing infrastructure and great resources at your disposal, especially for startups. So he said, you know, it's really good that kids can basically graduate from college and go right into the workforce. And there's no better place than right here in the state of Alabama to do that. I thought that was worth mentioning to you. It's all about, you know, local stuff. Too. I'm glad that I can tell you we have some world-renowned things happening right here in our community. <laughs> How cool is that? All right, now to what God is doing on the inside of you and me. He's made a new creation. Here's Mac Powell to sing about it. I got a feel-good song for you now from Austin Francis called Good Feeling. And stick around. We're going to talk some Stephen Curtis Chapman coming up. And you're going to laugh. <laughs> at the top of the hour. There are a couple guys who are quite funny, and you can tell they have a good time on their podcast. It's a video podcast they've started putting out. Their names are Kobe James and Joseph O'Brien, 
and they caught some attention in the Christian music world here around October 20th because they uploaded a video about one of our artists. Yeah, Stephen Curtis Chapman's been around for a while. We're talking about the 80s. I remember seeing this dude in a country hat with a mullet and an acoustic guitar back in the day early Christian music and now he's still around with brand new music out and you know some of his songs but so do Kobe and Joseph in fact they would say that Stephen Curtis Chapman is their contemporary Christian music hero and I thought this was so cool they decided to release a little video a music video kind of telling about how much they love Stephen Curtis Chapman so I want to play it for you and then the result what happened did Steven see it? Well, let's find out. Take a listen to a little bit of the song. Yeah, there's this man I know. My CCM hero. I want to tell you all about him, about him. His eyes are navy blue. Blonde hair, flannel, and boots. Yeah, I'm so grateful that I found him, found him. Five foot eight. What a giant, whatever music. Decree, yeah, I'll buy it. I swear I'll get his name tattooed on my face and through. But I have to do. Hey, what is that? I want to ride a banger like Steven Curtis Chapman. Radio's been better off since 1987 And I want to marry that To sing her all the songs I write what do you think about that? Yeah, their love of Stephen Curtis Chapman. Even mentioning his wife, Mary Beth, in there saying, you know, radio has been better since 1987 when Stephen Curtis Chapman came on the scene. Well, yeah, it got a lot of attention. And guess what? <laughs> they got a response back from said artist. <laughs> and I love the way Stephen Curtis Chapman chose to do this in musical form. So here is the moment that they received news that Stephen Curtis Chapman had reached out. <clears throat> so on October 20th, Kobe and I decided to post this video. I want to ride a banger like Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> yeah. And five minutes ago, this just happened. Okay, it's on. <laughs> so my managers just texted me and they said that we needed to set up a camera yeah. and watch something and it has to do with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Dude, All are right. you sending me the link? I'm sending you the link. Okay. Dude, it looks like legit. He went legit with like, it? Like, no way! If this is like high quality, I, I will freak out. I Dude, my heart rate just went Bro, up. me too. <laughs> I'm like shaking. <laughs> Are you shaking? Oh my gosh. Okay, it's in. It has like a... What? A in too. No way. I'm gonna cry. I'm thinking maybe there'll come a day we need to write a banger together. So I will have my people reach out to your people. <laughs> Bro. I didn't even know you right there. Dude, he's <laughs> the best! <laughs> this is so cool! Oh my gosh! 
What? What? Overjoyed much? Oh yeah, you better believe it. Stephen Curtis Chapman reaching back out like that? Come on. That is so cool. I can see a bright future for the Kojo podcast. You can go check them out over on YouTube. And for now, here is Stephen Curtis Chapman and one of his most famous songs. It's called Dive. Turn it up. You know you love it. Jam along with it. When a family breaks, it can be a tough time. When mom and dad now are out on their own, different houses, the kids have to go back and forth between those houses on certain days, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff can get really complicated. And as those two start building new families, well, there are new people who come into the picture. And sometimes um, the opinion that one parent has of the other step-parent can be quite... Oh... Negative, to say the least. How do you get through that? How do you co-parent your child with a step-parent in the picture? I, you know, it can be done. There are some people who make the most of it. And I'm getting ready to tell you the story of one lady who is so appreciative of her daughter's stepmother that she had to write a letter to talk a little bit about the positives, not the negatives. Stick around. I want you to hear it. It's coming up next, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. To do this story justice, I'm just going to read you the letter. It's from Candace Curry, and it's a letter to her daughter's stepmom. I hope this touches your heart like it touched mine. Stepmom, I never wanted you here. You simply were never part of the plan. Growing up and dreaming of my family, I never included you. I didn't want help from another woman to raise my child. The plan was for my family to include me. Daddy and our children, not you. I doubt you ever wanted me in your life. I doubt you planned to mother a child that you didn't give birth to. I can bet that your plan for your family included you, Daddy, and your children together, not me or my daughter. I can almost bet that when you dreamed of becoming a mother, it would be the day you gave birth and not the day you married your husband. I'm pretty sure you never planned on me being here. In my mind... You'd be a terrible beast, and my daughter would not want you to mother her at all, ever. I was hoping that you would be semi-unattractive and prayed my daughter wouldn't look up to you. Her daddy would know that he was settling for second best. Evil swirled in me because I never wanted to face the fact that another woman would mother my child in my absence. And then you arrived. When I first met you, I'll admit you weren't what I had in mind and a twinge of jealousy shot through my body. You were supposed to be hideous, remember? But you weren't. You were stunningly beautiful. You were supposed to be a mean old hag, remember? But you weren't. You were a young, sweet woman. My plans were foiled. I realized by the look on your face that meeting me was just as hard as it was for me to meet you. My heart immediately softened. Dang your kind smile. I was planning on really hating you. Why are you ruining my plan? I wanted to resent you, but you made it impossible, and I quickly grew thankful for you. You've accepted our daughter from the very start and have unconditionally loved both her and her daddy. That's a true gift to all of us. You've included our daughter in everything you do and make her feel loved and accepted. You put her relationship with her daddy above yours, and only a brave and courageous woman knows how to do that with such grace. I knew when her daddy and I decided to divorce and live in separate homes that There'd be times when she would need me, her mommy, 
and I wouldn't be there. I'm so thankful that you are there in my absence. I'm grateful that you have mercy on her teen years and never reject her. She needs a mommy at your house, and you've done an amazing job being that for her. You've respected my position as mom from the very start, and I appreciate that you always check with me when you question if you're making the right decision with her. I know our situation is rare. It's not often that a mom and stepmom text each other and remind each other that they love and respect each other. You are a gift. Because of you and your courage to mother our daughter the way that you do, she'll be a better woman. She'll grow up with more love than I could have ever imagined. It wasn't her choice to have divorced parents. And even though I wouldn't wish that on any child, I'm so thankful that she now has four parents who love and respect her and each other. She's compassionate because of it and understands that a failure in one area can turn into a blessing in another. I don't see you as a fill-in for when I'm not there. You are her mother when she's with you and when she's with me. She's excited to call you and tell you her stories when she's at my house. And that makes my heart want to jump from within my chest for joy. I fill with pride when you wrap your arms around me and squeeze me for a genuine and loving hug each time we see each other. I'm extremely aware of what it looks like when a mother cannot emotionally accept her child's stepmother in their life. Gratefulness pours heavily from me that we are able to rise above anything like that and do what is truly right for our daughter. Thank you for being mature enough and respectful enough to co-parent with me. I promise to always respect your input for our daughter. I promise to never lessen the position you hold in her life or make you feel like you're not her mother. I promise to raise her to be grateful to have two strong and brave women in her life that have the courage to mother her together. Even though our situation is peaceful, I pray that she is never in it. But if she ever finds herself here, I promise to set an example for her of what co-parenting should look like. Precious stepmom, you are a rare and beautiful gem. God bless you, and I love you. What a letter. Never in a million years did she think that somebody else would come up and want to parent her daughter, but they've been able to do it together. That's amazing to me. This life is what you make it. Why don't we choose to love each other and keep moving forward? They can do it. <laughs> That's an inspiration, isn't it? Oh, that touched my heart. I hope it touched yours. We're talking about Thanksgiving. Sometimes our pets get overlooked, but what foods are okay to slip to your pet under the table and which ones might make them sick? Well, I've got some info for you coming up here on the show. So stick around. We'll get into it shortly right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Now more great music. Tasha Layton, Into the Sea. It's going to be okay. I love this song. I hope that you have a bunch of family coming over and you're going to be able to meet up with those family members you don't see very often. And I hope it's a great time and you have laughs and a lot of great memories are made. But you know what? Lots of times our four-legged furry family members they kind of get overlooked. Sure, they bring a lot of laughs sometimes. You know, they'll they're always be underneath the table looking for some scraps. But here's the deal. Some of those foods on the Thanksgiving table are not great for your pet. And a lot of people don't think about this. So what foods should you not feed your dog or your cat? Well, number one, turkey bones and fatty skin. See, turkey bones splinter. And they can end up sticking into the esophagus of your pet. Can cause some really bad problems. Another thing, salty and salty, like salt and salty snack foods, are no-nos. Very yeasty baked goods, not great. 
Onion, garlic, and chives? Yeah, not great either. Caffeine, nuts, food cooked with nutmeg, dairy products like eggnog are not good either. I know, right? It's like, well, what about, what can I feed them? Well, here's the deal. With those foods, you know, turkey being a common ingredient in pet food, the bones, they're just too dangerous. Garlic, onion, and chives, they are toxic to your pooch. It's important to avoid sharing Thanksgiving dishes that contain those ingredients, like dressing that has a lot of that in it. The pumpkin pie and sweet potato casserole should also get a hard pass. But here's the deal. Pumpkin cooked by itself or sweet potato cooked by itself, great sources of nutrition for your pet. It's just all the dressing them up that causes the problems. Mm -hmm. Nutmeg is toxic to pets due to a compound in it. So basically, a little bit that's ingested can cause mild stomach aches. But large doses, that can cause symptoms like hallucinations, disorientation, increased heart rate, high blood pressure, dry mouth, abdominal pain, possibly seizures. So be very careful what you're getting, what you're giving your pet. So here are some things that you can share. Yeah, so you can do white meat of the turkey. That's perfect. No skin or bones involved. And that is great for them. Green beans and sweet potatoes are safe and they're excellent sources of nutrition. And um, just stay away from the green bean casserole because, well, with the onions, that can be toxic. Canned mushroom soup, very fatty, not great for your pet. As for sweeter treats, uh, cranberries are okay as long as they're not dressed up. And uh, pumpkin, sweet potato, those are good. So just some news for you, some things you likely never really thought of. What foods are okay, what foods are not okay for my pet. So glad to share the knowledge with you there. And uh, help you and your entire family have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy some wonderful food. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Lifeline Morning Show. I want to leave you with one final thought. Now this, oh, this is so powerful. When you really stop and think about it, it comes to you from Viola Davis, who has been an actress for a while now. Yep, she's gotten an Oscar, a Tony, and an Emmy. She knows a little something about acting. But she says, I believe that the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. You are uniquely you. So remember that today. You bring something to this world that nobody else can. So hey, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow from 6 to 10.